Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. What's up, guys? We have a basic bitch for your asses. Uh, It feels like it's been a while. Maybe it hasn't. Um, And we're definitely going to get into our experience at our first ever South by Southwest, which is really exciting. Um, But I did want to start by saying I just finished watching the Tina documentary on HBO. (gasps) So I'm a little um, emotional right Hmm. now because I have a special I have I've always had a special love for her since I was a kid. I actually shared a picture with the both of you recently yes, yes. I found a kid a picture of my childhood doll the only doll I ever owned because I was a big tomboy and it was a, a white baby of course because it's all we had back in the older days but I would mess I would mess up <laughs> her hair the days of the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah I would I messed up her hair and her name was Tina Turner so Tina Turner has always been like a hero of mine and um I'm just gonna say it opens with her saying that the good memories in her life don't outweigh the bad, which is a crazy statement mm. from someone like her who has had highs that we can't ever imagine, you know, being on stage in front of a hundred thousand people or whatever. So that's a, an interesting yeah. statement coming from someone like that. So anyway, watch it. It's good. Is it, is it a, is yeah, it just cr- a one part documentary? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just a, uh, yeah, just a film, not a series. Because there's been like there's a handful of of, of uh, stuff out there that I've been waiting to build up because I just don't want to have to wait mm-hmm. for week after week because they've been doing like these kind of docu series type things. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd read about that uh, Tina documentary and how this is kind of her her swan song into retirement, official real retirement. She's 81. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we we are excited to talk about. South by Southwest. How was the experience for you guys? We've been wanting yeah. to go for years, and technically we didn't go, <laughs> but we right. still covered. We didn't it. get on a plane and go to Austin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's been like all the other f- festivals we've done virtually, right? Um, but they have so much to choose from that it gets overwhelming in a good way. You're like, I don't know. Do we do comedy? Do we do this? Do we do that? Do we do music? <laughs> Um, I loved their platform. It was so easy to use. I don't know if you guys felt the same. Um, not sure what they used on their back end, but I thought that was really important because it's in these virtual days, you got to pick something that's pretty easy for everyone to use. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good selection of films and um, really interesting keynote speakers. I didn't get to see half of the speakers I wanted to, but we can talk about that later. I saw a couple. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it was interesting. I would love to go in person. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's the goal, right? The ultimate goal. And that was part of why we did it this way too, is that once you're in, you know, you hope that you're kind of in for, you know, for con- right. mm-hmm. and as you continue Forever. to cover it. <laughs> and and so us doing it online hopefully will give us the opportunity to go, you know, another year. If you know, who knows 
who knows what's going to happen, but it was, it was so much fun to, this one, I feel like also it's like, it wasn't as much pressure, you know, from every, like all the other things we were doing this one, I felt Hmm. like I w we were able to, we, we knocked some things out and we were able to schedule, we scheduled, you know, a good number of things, Mm -hmm. but I was able to just kind of every single day, I think maybe because it's the ease of the platform that I was able to just like at night sit at home and go, Oh, what's on South by what's, you know, what's on the app right now? What can I watch right now? You know, like I didn't, I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever really had the opportunity to, to enjoy anything like that. Maybe slam dance. Cause slam dance was really, was, was really easy to watch. You, you could watch everything anytime. There was a couple of things on South by Southwest that you actually had to have, like there's a cap on it. And so if you didn't get to reserve right away, you wouldn't be able to watch it. Um, But like, I remember going through Sundance and going, oh my God, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. (laughs) You can watch anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just because of timing or the way they had, you could RSVP. Right. Or couldn't RSVP. You had RSVP and it was confusing to RSVP. It was very confusing. Yeah, that's the thing with South by. I think this is the first time that we've been to a festival and I actually felt like I was at a festival. Like there's too many things going on that I wanted. I'm like, oh my God, should I do this? Should I do this? Because really you could just do anything that you wanted. And even for films that had already premiered, you can sign up for it afterwards and get a link to it after it premiered. Like it was real easy. So I just felt really overwhelmed in a good way for, um, all the events that were going on and, and, and just the, the plethora, like not as, not only is it, you know, comedy, music, and film, but there were so many talks, like our, our friend, I mentioned it earlier, who has been on the show, T. Chang was, was speaking, you know, and she's an engineer who creates uh, sex toys, vibrators, you know, just like such a wide range of topics covered uh, for all of your interests, really. Maybe I should send uh, T an email tell her my birthday's coming up. You know, let's see if you have some extra something lying around. Yeah, she probably has a couple of those things laying around. Vi- vibrating sure. around, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I-, I think we might have mentioned this before and maybe, oh, I don't know. We haven't had, a, we actually haven't had much time to talk about the films that we covered. You know, we, you know, we recorded all of them and then we started releasing them. So we, you know, did our, our daily block last week and uh, and Monday of recording uh, of all the th- all the shows that we've done, but there was like it was kind of cool because there was like a lot of Filipino Filipino representation. <laughs> this mm-hmm. you know, and you know, with with the with Kayla, and then uh, <laughs> you know, doing Islands, and then there was another sh- there was another movie that I was telling Ange about. I think before we did Islands was. Um, it was called the Fabulous Filipino Brothers, mm. and it was um, it was made by a local local Filipino actor who's done some you know American Filipino movies like within the last twenty years or something like that. But he's from Hercules, and so he oh. re- he recorded. Uh, they did the whole film here in the Bay Area. Um, my cousin Brian actually worked on the film. He told me, he's like, oh, there's a movie that I worked on that's at South by Southwest. And it was that movie. Hmm. And I did get to see it. And I'm like, you know, like that's total like local and representation and all that. It was just like, it was just kind of a proud moment, you know, seeing, you know, of all places in Austin, you know, or in Texas that, you know, the, it, it was diverse. And 
And then, of course, yeah, the music and the comedy. And it's just like, of course, we dived into the film part of it just because that's, you know, what we're so used to. But there was this whole other world happening that we could tune into at any time. Yeah, there's so much music. That was overwhelming, too, because I was looking through the press releases and I'm like, I love, you know, I, I love getting to know new music, but I also don't know where to find it. And then I'm like, do I just Google all these people and like listen to their music and see what lands? Like it was overwhelming. So, um, but it was good to have at least one musician on, which she was great, which profit up in Canada, um, representing our friends to the North. Um, and yeah, the Filipino representation was rad. And, um, and then we just had some fun, films to cover and short films um puss was fun uh and i think in an uh, interview we won't forget she's she uh she loves bitch talk so we're we're instagram messaging pretty often and we should mention leah shore um who created that short during the pandemic her video uh her new video for a peaches song is out so we should have talked about that um but she said she'd come back on anytime and uh, so I thought that was rad. What else? What else did we cover? We didn't have any comedians, which I'm sad about, but that was like. It, it was hard. That was confusing. That was the confusing yeah. part. Like we know how to maneuver the, the film aspect. And uh, but but with comedy, it was like nobody was reaching out to us as, no. as press. Uh, right. And it was just yeah, that was just too big of a beast to try to tackle on top of the nine interviews that we did that week you know but next yeah. time we'll figure we'll figure out something but we did have really good conversations with uh luchadoras mm. uh, united states versus reality winner uh were Sonia. just two uh female filmmakers that we really connected with well sonia mm-hmm. sonia was fun because we bonded about the painting behind <laughs> we had this, this whole like what was it like a 15 minute conversation about the cock, the cock and the lizard um <laughs> uh, it wasn't a painting it was like a mixed media yes from the 80s yeah, yes with bamboo or whatever flooring i don't remember no yeah. it was from blinds a blinds yeah yeah that's what it was and then we had some really good group interviews uh with uh soy cubana uh, uh, we had both directors and pr- a, a producer for that film and also who we are, the uh, sister directors Hensler, yes. <laughs> and, the, and the subject of that film. So it's always interesting, like when we have group interviews, you, just, you, never, you never know how the interview is going to go anyway. But if there's like now five people in the room. It's right. Like, okay. Right. Good luck, Lim. Don't fuck the. Let's not yeah. try not yeah, to don't fuck, fuck up, up the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck yeah. Up the intro. And 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 hope that you know everybody try to give everyone the same amount of questions and give everyone some play and some input. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think those are good. Those are good times for us to practice. Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to who we are. They reposted our Instagram post on their on their feed, which was rad. Um, yeah. That that film still. I've been talking about it all week to different people. So, um, mm-hmm. and loving Jeffrey Robinson. He's doing such good work. He's with the ACLU until the 31st of March. And then he's retiring and then going to his Who We Are project, which is really exciting. So I wish all of them the best. I hope, yeah, hope that I shit takes off. Uh, who We Are in recent days has become my uh, band camp because I was just hanging out with a friend mm. for the first time in since 
forever, uh, who's been on the show, Richard, the curse. Oh, and, the uh, curse. Yeah. We, we had a long drive to do together and we were just talking about, we always talk about like politics and racism and, you know, all these fun topics, but he's yeah. somebody that I could like just throw things at and, and he does the same with me and just try to work it out in our minds. And every time he brought something up, I was like, well, you need to watch who we are because uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Robinson explains that blah, blah, you know, we're talking reparations. We're talking yeah. like just, just everything he brought up. I was like, I, I don't mean to be obnoxious right now, but seriously, I know. <laughs> just watch who we are and you'll have the answer. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't express it as eloquently as he can just watch, watch the doc. So, yeah. And I was going to say to the, the website, if, if people are listening to this and they're like, what the hell are they talking about? Go to the website. I think it's the who we are project.org. There's actually um, podcasts on there too, that they started, I think last September, there's only like three of them, but it kind of, I think I haven't listened yet, but I think they um, kind of do a roundup of kind of all of the subjects that Jeffrey touches on in his talks um, in the podcast, which is probably like a good base to start with, with what they're doing. Um, but I will say I texted Ange while I was watching South by, cause there are just like some certain uh, keynotes I wanted to watch. And there was one about her good friend, George W. Bush. And, <laughs> um, and I had to watch it. Cause I'm like, okay, George W. Bush part of South by that's interesting. Um, always forgetting that he lives in Texas and is from there. And um, yeah, it was like, uh, if that if he, he has a new book out and it's about his paintings and uh, it is, it's, it's all of his paintings and it's highlighting, I believe like uh, immigrant stories of the United States and either like famous immigrants or not famous immigrants, whatever that um, they give back to the, give back to society and give back to the community. And I was like, man, again, if that was the George Bush we actually had as a president, I think things would have been real different. Uh, he didn't, he didn't bad mouth the last four years, but there are a few things um, that the interviewer who was fine, whatever, um, pushed him on. And like, he was like, so was the election legit? And of course, George W. was a little like around about it for like a minute. He's like, no, just give me a yes or no. And he's like, yes, <laughs> like he was, he was pretty, he's pretty honest. And, and the way that George W. Bush could be honest about things, but I was like, and you got to watch this. It's your I friend. Know. You did. It's you your friend. Me. And it's like, well, I will maybe. But yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And it's the same thing that happened to Al Gore, you know, who uh, wow. could have won that election. And then afterwards, now he's all like charismatic and interesting and and right. has, has all these things he's passionate about. Like, where was that passion when he was running? Maybe that would have, you know pushed him over the edge but that that's why well, a lot of people that we say oh maybe you should run maybe they shouldn't because you know then they'd be held back or shackled in some way to yeah money to donors to to whatever it is that you know makes people lose their focus well he was already shackled to that stuff he was born <laughs> into it yeah he was born into it mm -hmm. right so what's Jeb doing anyways <laughs> Because no he always seemed like the normal question. So, <laughs> no one asked that question for the record. No one gives. But he bucks. always seemed like the normal one and a little more smart. But maybe that's not right. I don't know. Well, uh, okay. I was. Uh, <laughs> what? What? No, no I, do you have no. thoughts about that? I have no thoughts on Jeb at all. <laughs> 
zero thoughts on Jeb. Other than they named him Jeb. So right. I, I think that, that it's probably sometimes. short for Jebediah. You think about his name. <laughs> I think about that more than anything else about him. Like Jeb, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, oh my God. Remember when they were trying to like smear him because his wife was like Latino or something also? Do you remember that? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm There's moving too much on to, to the bushes. Yeah, okay. let's talk about blind spotting. Can we talk about blind spotting? Oh, because, I've uh, already forgot about our friends. I already fun- forgot. No, I totally forgot that we watched that. <laughs> that was just probably the greatest hour of anything that I watched itself. Oh, no, and no, 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 we watched so many great films, but okay. Anybody that has listened to this podcast for more than, you know, a couple episodes, hopefully, you know, our love for David Diggs and Rafael Casal, uh, our love for their work, a love for who they are as people are some of our favorite episodes are with yeah, them. I would say so. For sure. The, they yeah. helped us through the quarantine. Let's say that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They gave us a quarantine bump, if you will. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but they had a special uh, during South by on, oh my God, now I'm not going to remember. It was on. Yeah. It was incorporating choreography and verse into blind spotting. Which is for those of you that don't know, it's a, the, a series that's will be yeah will be a series that's based on the film uh, that they created together and it's so this is this show is gonna it's i'm so excited to watch it it's not like nothing i've ever seen uh, on tv or streaming right right yeah i um they've been posting a lot of like behind the scenes stuff for the show um and during that talk um they didn't have them talk as much but i think one of the um maybe one of the set designers, but also one of the directors, both women. Um, and it looks like they had a lot of women behind the camera as well, which was rad, but the choreography, um, that the scene that they were showing, uh, was unbelievable. It was gorgeous. Um, and something you don't see in television. So mm-hmm. to tell a story and it wasn't even them dancing either. It was these gorgeous dancers that were like, it was a timeline of their friendship through choreography through this house that they built on a soundstage yeah i'm like that is oakland yes that is it looks like my friend it looks exactly like my friend's house Uh, i've been meaning to text him about that but yeah it's just when i was when i was watching it and i was listening to them speak and and how they created it it was like this is art this is why we have art they're not following a recipe for this is how you do this it's just like they are creating from their hearts yeah. And this is what it looks like. And that's yeah. fucking crazy to me. Yeah. And, you know, of course, David and I think Rafa both had their Oakland shit on as they always do in every goddamn press thing that they do, which I love. But um, yeah, that was I forgot. Thanks. Thanks for the reminder. I totally well, forgot. Ta- I was texting you. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I know. So, <laughs> good night. I'm going to bed after this because. I need a nap. Yeah. No, that was, it was gorgeous. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. That show's going to start in July, I think. So just a few more months. I know. I hope we can get them on for press. Stuff. Uh, yeah. They owe us because that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they owe us. <laughs> yeah. They Big owe time. us for all the times that we've bumped them. All, hey man. <laughs> I remember specifically, and we have it on tape. 
David saying, hit me up anytime. I will come on anytime. Well, now I want to talk about his house with his lady. Yeah. And then you shared that. No. And then you shared that. We have so much. There's so much to talk about. He never talked about his dog. How come that didn't come up on our, on our show? Mm -hmm. Anyways, I was, uh, I was doing an interview for another podcast, uh, how dare you? Um, yeah, fuck you, Char. <laughs> but it was uh he was um he's a music um he's a music guy, I think for film also, kind of like how when we had uh a meal. A meal, but uh and uh he scores uh, I think for TV shows. Mm. He's like he's kind of an MTV type guy. And um when he heard that I was from San Francisco, he's like, oh, you're from San Francisco. Have you ever heard of the film Blind Spotting? And I'm like, looking no, at please. him like, you know, bitch, like please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, bring it, bring back bitch, please for that moment. Yeah, <laughs> bitch, please. I, I, yeah, I just kind of did the, uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, I, I kind of heard of it. I was like, Rafa, Rafa and David, they're old friends of ours. Yeah, they know us. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, and he uh, he did some of the music for Blind Spotting. And then I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're in town doing stuff and all that. And and he says that every time he hears San Francisco, he tells people about Blind Spotting because, you know, what a fan he was and how happy he was to work on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to watch it again. <clears throat> Going it's one back- of those movies, yeah. That you yeah. get some, you 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 find something new every time you watch it, just because of the when they get into verse, it's so fast. You can't catch all of it the first time. No, I'm thinking about the first time that they do do that on screen too. Anyways, um, and it's really good. And it's anyways, I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not that hard on the eyes either, which helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, another keynote I watched twice now, uh, just because my partner wanted to watch it, but then he fell asleep. Was uh, Pete Buttigieg? He did hmm. like a in conversation, which was interesting because I forgot that he's the Secretary of Transportation, which uh, Mitch McConnell's wife used to hold. Remember that? <laughs> um, gross. Ugh, Elaine Chow, uh, right? Fuck her. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he was interesting and just talking about like America probably needs a highway diet, which I totally agree. And uh, talking about high speed rail, which I really hope comes to fruition in the next four years. Yeah, in our lifetime. <laughs> so um, he was cool to hear. I guess he got kind of a bump after being at South by last year or maybe the year before i don't even remember when they when he even announced probably in 2019 so yeah because there was no south by 2020 so oh yeah. that's right Duh. It would have been 2019. um yeah so he already has kind of like a, a history with them um and then another thing in conversation i watched which the interviewer was interesting. I'm like, man, you got to really have some people that fucking know how to run a conversation in these bitches, but I'm not throwing her any shade, but we watched a, we watched a thing about the show Fargo, which we love. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just like a deep dive. If you nerd out on shit like that, that's, we watched like a half hour of that. And it was good. I don't know if you guys watched the actual show, but, um, yeah. So those are the only other things outside of everything else we watched. I think that I, 
had the time to watch. I had other stuff that I like comedy shows. I starred, never watched those. I think I have them somewhere. I think we can watch until mid April, but oh, can we? stuff. Yeah, I, I think so. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause Not, I never maybe, got a chance. I don't think everything, but I think a lot of the things, if you favorited them, you can watch them. Oh, I know one other thing I watched and I don't know if I told you Ange to try and watch it. It was just a sneak peek of um, a documentary that I don't know when it's actually coming out, maybe next year or end of this year, but it's the 50th anniversary documentary about um, Jazz Fest in New Orleans. Yes, I yeah. did see that. Oh, did you watch it? No, no, no. I wanted oh. to watch it. It was on my schedule. Yeah. You might still be able to because it's I think it's 30 minutes. Oh, mm-hmm. and I've never been to Jazz Fest. And now I'm like, I really want to go at least once in my life. It was mm-hmm. really good. Yes, yeah. I will join you. I mean, French okay. Quarter Fest is so special. Right, Jazz right. Fest is just another level. Yeah. Ne- next level. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was good. So um, I think that's it. I'm sad that um, did you guys know that Justine Bateman had a film at South by? Um, yeah, I watched Lavender. it. You did? Violet. Or Violet? Yeah. I watched a bunch of films. So this is why I didn't... <clears throat> make it to all of these in conversations, which I wanted to. Um, I just, I watched a bunch of films. Well, well, first, remember I told you guys about the Boner movie. I mean, it's not a Boner movie. That's right. You're... But it's, a, it's a, a, a really, it really affected me. It was my uh, South by Southwest version of Pleasure. The, for any oh, listeners yes, the, uh, yes. Who, who listened to our Sundance <laughs> coverage, uh, this film Pleasure really affected oh, us, which is yes. why we now have a moment of pleasure. That's uh, true. Which is sort of, well, a, it's like a, it's like an octagon of, of, of a phrase when we say moment of pleasure, because sure. it could mean pleasure. It could mean pleasure because the film affected us in a way that's kind of traumatizing. So that, you know, like pleasure can mean a lot of different things. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, I'm digressing. Yes, yeah. I watched Violet. It was very good. Is really it very good? It. Well, it's, it's, I, I've just never seen anything like it. It's about this executive that's working in film. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, really successful on the outside. Um, but her inner dialogue, she's just always complete, always judging herself, always thinks she's in the wrong, thinks she needs to, you know, has a boss who like is a total fucking me too fucker, wow, you know, in the, in, the, in the industry. Right. Um, and yeah, it was good. It's about, you know, her dealing with her inner demons. And it's but, Olivia Munn. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, her inner dialogue is like written on the screen, sort of like cursive, you know, so you kind of get a little um, off balance or whatever when you're watching it, you know, so you feel hmm. like it is an, an inner inner dialogue. Yeah, that was good. And then um, Violation is the the film that I watched with the boner. And I, I say that because it's it it it's a revenge film. It's, it's really a revenge dark. boner. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many boners we need revenge on. Let's there's just say so, that. As so a woman who is almost 40, if I can't even count the boners that I would like revenge on. Oh, that's not very nice. Yeah. I didn't mean I didn't mean it like that, but um okay. <laughs> Take that out, Shark. No, maybe no, it's great. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we should dive deeper into that in our next it's season. So- <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a woman who gets sexually 
harassed or, you know, raped, assaulted, assaulted. Yep. Um, but it's just so, it's, it's just so much more than that. The timeline goes all over the place, but anyway, the, the, the scene that I'm talking about is like, you know, just don't see it all the time. You don't, you don't right. just see like a full blown boner, boner. sitting there and then some really violent shit happening to said boner. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, that was very effective. I was, I watched it at night before going to bed, which was also a problem, um, uh, but I watched language lessons too, which, uh, oh, which we were hoping watch. to cover yes. and Is it, it good? was fucking cute. It was oh. really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, Mark Duplass, yes. but, uh, also Natalie Morales, uh, who we loved from parks and recs. Sure but did. Th- that was more of a film that I expected to see because we thought, okay, after a year of quarantine, we're going to see films that are all going to be this one way because we can't be in big groups or whatever. That's what language lessons was. It was all um, scenes on Zoom, them having these Zoom calls of language lessons. Perfect. Um, but it's so, but it's so sweet. It's really emotional. Hmm. Um, and I, I can't imagine what it was like for the for the actors. That that's all they had was sit in front of the screen and and read your lines, you know, with with not having anybody to feed off of, but it was really sweet and I really enjoyed it. So anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Do you have any last comments about South by Char? I mean, you covered it with other podcasts. Did they have any feedback or? No, I mean, you know, it's, I don't think anybody does anything quite as, as extensive as we do, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody, uh, I think because we cover films, as a whole you know we could we love to just cover films uh the other the other shows i do are a little bit more specific so Mm. so they were only into maybe two maybe three films max each so it was which which is very helpful because then you know what we do you know it's taken us five years to cultivate what we do right now and so covering it with other covering it it with other shows who also does they don't have that kind of experience is a whole nother beast in itself so it is kind of cool because there are some things that you guys might not uh, or we might not have time to cover that i can cover with you know i can hit in other spots and be like oh that's not really you know that's not really on core with like our branding or on your in your wheelhouse so we'll go we'll go there and that's kind of cool but at the same time i'm just kind of happy that it's just like I couldn't, I don't think I could ever try to, I I don't know if I could handle like having to cover super intensive uh, festivals with like four shows. I was going to ask you, I'm like in person, this might be a whole, I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. like, once we get there, we'll find out. It, 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 it can be a lot, but I mean, it's like I said, it's like, well, it also depends on your host. If you've got good, you know, as you know, it's like, if you've got good hosts that you don't have to, hold hands with a lot yeah. then then it's it's cool you know it works out but then there's some that just like don't like it's like this is all brand new mm-hmm. and then i'm also very kind of protective of that as well because i'm like people want to get involved like oh you're covering south by southwest oh i want in on that and i'm like Man, no you're not ready for that. <laughs> yeah you gotta earn your stripes come on well there's you know there's there's a lot of people that i i mean like i don't want to knock people but there's a yeah lot of, no 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 there's a lot of people that you know that 
you know decided to do a podcast on a whim yes and um you mean during the pandemic yeah or you know <laughs> like have you know like haven't had a bunch like haven't done a ton of interviews and yeah you know, like i'm dealing like you know like i've got relationships with these publicists i'm very cautious about who who we do interviews with or you know like who's kind of ready for that level of junkets and stuff like that it's all it's i mean like this is it's just because it's festivals now but before you know when we were doing press tours and stuff in in san francisco or you know it's they you i have to know that they've graduated to that level of being able to them to take them to a press tour and able to kind of deal with all that goes with that otherwise it's just like oh uh, yeah this is not good and it's not good for me <laughs> if i look like a dork <laughs> with the dorky crew <laughs> uh yeah so what what's up for us next oh sf film right film festival yeah yeah um yeah there's a lot of films that look really good so mm-hmm. um and then after that oh camp fest camp fest is on our on our horizon and possibly uh so we're talking about our local film fest and possibly um there's so frame many. line frame line you see i see that list of all festivals this year and it gives me palpitations yeah we might need a little break somewhere um but yeah i it was great covering south by i i'm so happy that they accepted us <laughs> yeah and i do i do uh appreciate Shara, you you bringing that up about you know maybe not everybody is is ready for something. Not that we are any better or, or anything like that, but just for the listeners, thank you for listening to these interviews because we work really hard for them. Yes, just, I mean just to get them in the first place. Well, to get a press pass, you have right. to do the you know jump through hoops, and then to get an interview, you you know there's more hoops, and then right. people cancel and people are busy, and we all have our lives and full-time jobs and, you know, whatever's going on. And we work really hard for these interviews and we're really proud of them. So, yeah. <laughs> and we, and also just sifting through the movies in the first place. Holy shit. It that, takes days. It takes, yeah. <laughs> we don't just pick out of the blue. Like we're really thoughtful right. about what do we care about? What do we want to talk about? You know, as, as we were told by Justina Walford of Films Gone Wild, we like trauma. So, yeah, you know, we're we attracted gra- to trauma. <laughs> we gravitate towards certain things. And, yeah. like, you know, it's not just an average, let's talk about the making of this film. Like, we like the trauma. We like, we like the therapeutic aspects of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we work really hard on this. And uh, I hope you're enjoying these interviews. Well, yeah, when we do, when you cover a festival, when there's hundreds of titles, you know, available to you, it's like you gotta, you gotta care about the ones that you're, you're doing. And when you're spending, you you think about it. We covered, you know, nine films for South by Southwest, and the festival is five days long. And in that time, I mean, not everyone, not every single one of them were feature length, but you know, you're looking at spending you know two hours of prep time for every one of those films you know and Mm -hmm. you know it's if you're gonna spend that much time you know covering something you might as well care about every single thing that you're doing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I I feel like we should have logged our hours for one of these I'm just interested in seeing like how much time yeah I think you're right around two hours just depends some of the docs are two hours well yeah I mean that's just watching the film alone yeah Mm -hmm. hour and a half 
Mm-hmm. But but also it's not just about big names. Like our some of our best interviews have just come from just not knowing the person at all and right. and and not having any sort of connection in terms of like pre- their previous work. Right. Well, I can't remember. I don't know. I, maybe if, if I saw said it on this show or if I was saying off the air to another to another uh, host, but I was I was saying that I was just covering all of these festivals, and I said something like, "Oh, I'm covering the Slamdance Film Festival right now," and and the host was like, "Oh, well, I've never heard of that," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of the indie, the more indie version of, uh, of Sundance." And they're like, well, has anybody like in a kind of, you know, in this kind of condescending way, like, well, is there anybody come anybody famous come out of there? And I'm like, do you like do you does it really have to be about that? Or, you know, the way they say it, you know, it's just like, oh, it's got to be some like because I named off a couple of people and then they're just like, I don't know. them. And I'm like, do you have to know? Do you have to know them? for work to be great you know right yeah and i think that's what we've covered and then you know and then i had to like dig deeper and i'm like oh have you ever heard of this movie called parasite oh yeah that guy came from mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah nice <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you know like that's you know you you people don't know and and like I'll, i've said i know i've said that's this story uh before but you know it's like the the barry jenkins story you know where I'm working for a radio station and everybody always says, mm. and, and my PD was telling me, I don't, I don't shoot hard. I don't, I don't, I'm not looking at the bigger picture. And I'm like, that guy <laughs> won an Oscar. Yeah. And you know what? You were a market near market for national station that did it, that had the opportunity to get him. And guess what? Two independent podcasts in the Bay area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You just never know. You just you know, like it's 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 the work. It's not the name. It's not the people. It's you know, it's it's the work and what gravitates you to the work. And I think that we do a really good job of 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 talking to those people. And I think and, and that's always the best thing is 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 always getting at the end of every conversation. These filmmakers are always thanking us for showcasing the work. Like, thank you for caring about our work. And mm-hmm. Thank you for asking us these questions, you know? Well, and I'm hoping that for, for anybody that listens, you just, you just listen because you trust that we're going to have a good conversation no matter what it's about. Uh, that would be my ultimate goal, I would say, as, as a podcast. It's just like, I just want to listen to them because they're just going to have a conversation about something that's honest and uh, non-judgmental and, you know, and open and to something that I don't hear from, from just anybody, you know? So that's the ultimate goal. It's, it, it's not, Oh, who's, who's on the title card, you know, who, yeah. who's, who's on the, what, what, yeah. What gotcha moment can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because I mean, you name any fucking topic that's going on today and we can give you a handful of interviews that we've done. Right. That deals exactly. with that, you know, yep. anything. Um, so that's just something I'm really proud of and, I'm really grateful that we get to do. I'm so really, I'm carry really, on. Speaking of, I'm really excited that the mole agent is on Hulu now. Oh, I, I haven't seen it yet. And then, okay. Oh, don't watch it when you're shark. sleepy. There's subtitles. <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. 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 But what? Yeah. Sure. It's such a sweet film. It's just so it's really well, good. I remember when we did it, that was, was that last, yeah, that was last year, right? 
Yeah, it was 2020. It was. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. And I remember yeah, Kobe us, died. I remember having the conversation with her and then you guys going, oh, I, when we were, we, we had to find a way to put it out because we're just like, well, nobody can see it yet, but we just love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then now it's nominated for an Oscar. And That's right, bitches. Yes. That's Fuck right. Yeah. And it's so proud. Hulu. Yep, it is available on Hulu. One other thing that's coming out soon, and then let's wrap. Uh, I just saw that Coded Bias um, is going to be on oh. Netflix. Ooh. It's going to come out April 5th, everyone. So mark your calendars because that shit is very interesting. And we had the director on, and we should probably think about rerunning that interview yes. when it comes out. Yeah, I want to have the ta- main talent on too. I know, I do, too. I, I do too. I've been trying. Okay, so let's try for that. Okay, yeah. are we going to do a quick moment, moment of pleasure? Oh, should we? Yeah, then you go first. I'll go last. Shit. Okay, I mine. Mine is quick. Okay, so um, you know, I'm I'm taking care of my mom right now, and um, y- you know how like with with uh, babies in the morning, they're just perfect. They're just like happy and rested and cute. That's kind of how my mom is in the morning. She's just like <laughs> really like oh, she's wakes up refreshed and like full of energy and is really talkative. Which the rest of the day she's not very talkative. So anyway. Uh, she always tells me about her dreams in the morning. And this one morning she was she woke up and she was like, what does commendable mean? And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's like if you do something that everybody like wants to praise you, it's like if you do something that's it's an adjective. That means like if you if you do something that everybody wants to praise you and thinks is good, she's like, everybody was calling me commendable in my dream. And, but I never knew what that word meant. And I was like, Aww. OK, well, that's Aww. it. So anyway. It was really freaking cute. So that's so cute. That's my moment of pleasure. Commendable, everybody. My mother. Commendable. Yes. Commendable. That's awesome. Um, yeah, mine, I'll go back to, and we talked about it off the air briefly earlier. Is I've been doing these kind of uh, adventure Sundays with my, with my nephews. And so uh, I got to explore uh, Pinnacles National Park uh up by it's just a little bit maybe 30 miles outside of gilroy mm-hmm. and we went for a, a hike and i'm a little sore because i had to you know <laughs> carry a 65 65 pound uh six-year-old on my shoulders <laughs> for about <laughs> half a mile <laughs> but I, I mean it's been fun it's been fun going out and like i haven't i haven't been doing a whole a ton of that lately and or before the last maybe month I, we started you know every week or every other week we've been doing these um kind of going to old uh old hiking trails that we haven't been to in a while or new ones that we've never been to and uh i've been doing it with my nephews and it's uh it's fun and at the same time tiring because you know walking with a six and two year old is is a feat among itself seriously but, how long was the walk uh, we went, uh, we went about at the end of the back and forth, it was t- three and a half about well, two little kids. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of the day. We were, we learned our lesson. We're like, oh, we should probably have done this a little bit early, <laughs> early morning. Yeah. Early. Uh, he was kind of complaining better. about the heat and he's like, <laughs> the schmutz, the six-year-old was going, it's hot here, dad. Why? dad auntie mommy did you did you guys know that it's gonna be this hot we're like yes we knew it was gonna be hot today (laughs) then why did you choose to take us oh boy (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, e my moment of pleasure. It's not a moment. It's been uh, a week now, but that my my fiance partner is actually walking now. Uh, what? And he drove today a little bit, so it's good. There's we're on an upswing. He's still gonna get an MRI and probably go to uh, physical therapy, but what a month! <laughs> He's back. He's back, whether I like it or not. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's it's good stuff. So yeah, that's my moment of pleasure. Awesome. And, and uh, just a little bit of more of a recap is we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We got uh, what do we have coming up next? Oh, uh, we have uh, oh our good friend is Azul Jacobs, director of French Exit, on the show. Um, you might have heard him on. Um, Bitch Talk went 2017 and <laughs> uh, and we have composer Emil Mozeri on the show. He's the composer for the film Minari, as well as The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is probably my favorite score of a film ever. And um, he was a total sweetheart as well. So it was really nice to have him on the show. And we are going to have the Shakespeare sisters who... Uh have a film called Soundtrack to 16 about uh, a coming of age film for uh, high school kids in London. So uh, that was a really fun film. And, you know, they were like the, you know, when you're eating sushi and you need a, a piece of ginger, they were like a palate cleanser for us of oh. uh, real heavy films. And then like, okay, let's just watch something that's still gave us anxiety, but was, was real fun to watch, just a refresher. Uh, and then we'll get back to you with more depressing stuff later. Yeah, and, and, and it was fun to chat with them too because they were, you know, they were in London, so it was evening, and they're seven hours ahead. Yeah, it was lunchtime for us, but they were already uh, they were pouring some drinks for themselves. And they knew ahead of time, like they needed to pour a drink, and so then we just had to join them. So and we, they forced us to drink. They forced news. us. They yes. forced yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Lunch well, that's South, that's a yeah our, our liquid lunch. Uh, that's our South by Southwest recap. And thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed all of the content coming out of South by this year. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show is edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. 